Welcome to the Tech for Tech's Tech Talk, episode nine, how to get repeat business. This is a live show. We are streaming live to the Tech for Tech Facebook group and page, YouTube and Twitch, and you will now be able to listen to the show on Apple, Amazon, Google, TuneIn, and Spotify podcasts. I'm your host, Phil Griffiths. Today, we have five co-hosts, so it's quite a busy one today. First of all, we have Jennifer Griffiths, who is the owner of Tech for Tech. How are you doing today, Jennifer? I'm doing very well, thank you. Well, that's good. Secondly, all the way from Ireland, we have Cormac O'Donoghue from Crosshaven Computers, who brings a new meaning to the phrase, winner, winner, chicken dinner. How are you doing today, Cormac? <laughs> yeah, it's all good over here in Ireland, all good. Hello, everyone. That sounds good. Just to let you all know, we're going to be having a special show about Cormac and his chickens and how it managed to get him. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we won't go that far, but anyway... Uh, <laughs> We are, uh, also today we have returning Ian Harden, owner of IPC Solutions in Essex. How are you doing today, Ian? Hello, thank you, Phil. Very well. That's good. And next we've got Ben Ashcroft from Bugs and Bytes Computing in Lincoln. Uh, he's also returned. How are you doing, uh, Ben? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Phil. Yourself? I'm not doing too bad. Thank you very much. And last but not least, on his first show with us is Jamie Plumridge, who is European Commercial Director at Tender, or also known as that guy at Tender. How are you doing today, Jamie? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for the promotion. That's no problem. Doing well. Uh, doing well. Thank you very much. Right. Let's start off with an informal chat about what you've been up to this week, or if you've got any news, tips, or advice you would like to talk about. And first of all, I'm going to go to you, Cormac. Hey, uh, yeah, I, it's been an interesting week. First of all, I, I, I'll give you a little tip that a friend of mine is doing. Um, he has a shop there, a tech shop. Um, I won't be doing it because we don't sell uh, we don't sell products. But uh, I thought it was very clever out of him. Um, he's doing, because uh, he's, he's big on Instagram, as in he does in Instagram stories a lot. He's doing uh, 12... 12, the 12, uh, 12 gifts of Christmas, or 12 giveaways of Christmas, that's what he's calling it. So he's giving away a gift for 12 days, but you know what? He's going to get a massive reach out of that because, you know, what will the gifts cost him? Not that much to give away, but uh, I would urge anyone who's got a shop or, you know, has stuff for like 10, 20 quid, it's, it's lovely. It will get, I see the reach, I see the likes he will get uh, on these because I've seen him do giveaways before. So that, that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. The other thing then, on a business front for me, which may not be affecting me so much, or maybe you don't have to worry about it, but I've been trying to look around about what I'm going to do about Brexit. Brexit, I'm not sure, because none of us knows what's going on about it. And again, this is not political. This is just purely business sense. I have suppliers in England. I don't know where that's going to go. I'm, I'm playing around already. I get a lot of stuff... They're not that's not not what I'm worried about. Amazon, I'm looking at seeing if I can get Amazon Prime in from Germany, see how that goes. But I'm talking about laptops and stuff like that. I'm I'm getting worried about it at this stage for, for us over there. You know, I I travel uh, I travel stock very light the best I can. I don't want to have a load of stock sitting sitting around, you know. And so you buy as such as you need them, and if there's delays, it's gonna hit my business, you know. So that, I'm trying to figure it out, but uh, sure, no one's the wiser, you know, and that's that. So that's a, that's a worry for me on the business front, you know. All right, okay. Let's move on to Ian. What advice or news tips have you got for us, Ian? Um, I've had quite a busy, a busy couple of weeks, actually. Um, lots of customer builds, um, for gaming PCs for Christmas, also some other tech um Tech resellers as well that I've built for, which is quite nice. I've been um I've been trying to source stock from different avenues, like Cormy says, uh, laptops, uh, especially getting them in for Christmas. And I've, what I've done is I've started to buy it off eBay. But where I've been noticing some of the cheap laptops on eBay, I've been looking at the business who's selling them, and emailing the company direct, and it's led me on to get quite a quite a nice little bit of business from these people and to forge new relationships so the way it's hopefully going to go is that i'll be able to get some cheap or next to nothing stock and refurbish it and 
and make profit that way, but also be able to supply lower price laptops to uh, my local consumers because money is going to be a massive issue in the new year, I think, for a, a vast number of people, as the post, as, as the um, parcel force man told me tonight. So, yeah, look at look at who's selling the stock that you're looking to buy, and just email them directly with a nice little hello email, and it's uh, working very well so far. Okay, that's a pretty good tip, that one. And let's go on to Ben. I know Ben loves his um, initial uh, tips and advice and stories. So what have you got for us today, Ben? Oh, perish the thought, Phil. Um, yeah, very busy week. Again, the office this week. Um, stripped down an all-in-one today. Wasn't quite sure how to get into it because some of them are really awkward things to open up. Um, just a bit of search on the internet. Check your different sources for information and whatnot. Just found the guy through on YouTube quite useful it was as well. You know, got me in the machine within 10 minutes without breaking any screens and yeah, job done. Um, lots of different places we can check for your sort of stripped down guides. I think Apple stuff, you've got the iFixit guide. Um, YouTube for all your sort of breakdown guides, that sort of thing. So yeah. Okay, that's pretty good advice. Um, right, it wasn't HP um, all in one by any chance, was it? It wasn't HP all in one, sorry. Hmm. How did I know that? Right, okay, let's go on to Jamie next. Um, have you got any tips, stories, advice for us, Jamie? Yeah, well, this week I've been in isolation, complete isolation, because my wife, uh, unfortunately, uh, caught COVID at the end of last week. So it's it's just kind of you know the lockdown thing is difficult for me anyway as someone that likes to be outside and likes to be active i think i was talking earlier on that i can't sit still for more than two minutes usually or lockdown (laughs) as you can imagine is a challenge so complete isolation including from my wife by the way who's had to be in a complete separate part of the house um for the for, for the period um has been really really tough and boring. The reason that I thought that this is relevant, uh, particularly for any of you that have got retail stores, is you know I've, I've been kind of buying things online, and we know that online has seen a massive surge through uh, through the whole of Europe, uh, UK included. Um, but I'm kind of bored of even buying online. You know, I want to. If we're, we're looking to buy a new. We're looking to buy a new dining room table. You know, I know it's not tech related, but I want to see it. You know, I, I you know I want. I see lots of pictures, but I, I'm I don't not not sure if I fully trust all of the information that's on some of the sites. I'm not sure if the photos have been manipulated, and I'm just really bored. Um, and it's made me think about the retail experience as an experience for lots of different reasons. I can't wait until I can go physically to a store, walk in and see the product that I'm thinking about. One, because I like browsing, right? And as we all come out of lockdown after being stuck inside for so long, that's going to be an experience in itself. It's going to be an activity in itself. So, it kind of, I think there's opportunities outside of this this dominance that online have developed particularly this year. As people come out of lockdown, make sure that your businesses are welcoming, you know, and, and, and appealing for people to just come in and browse, show products in, 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 in the windows, especially for Christmas, because I believe people just want to get out onto the streets and actually walk into places and see and touch products and talk to real human beings. And I think we're getting a bit bored of the online experience to a degree. Yeah, that's pretty good tips there. I must admit that's pretty good. And also finding as well is um, because people aren't going out places, they've got a lot of money to spend or money they haven't spent as well. That's, so, the, other, that's the other thing, yeah. yeah. That's one of the things that's been fueling a lot of the um, a lot of people spending money on gaming stuff recently is because of the lockdowns, they've got a lot more money because they've not been out and spending. But again, I might be wrong. Right, let's move on to Jenny. What news, tips, advice, story have you got for us today? Um, I would say it relates to um, 
uh, keeping your customers. Um, if you really want to um, uh, keep your customers coming back, uh, I would nail it down to good customer service. And part of that can be offering like a year subscription to a antivirus slash internet security of choice with each new build. And that's going to cost you pennies to do so. And let's just say they don't come back to you and renew it through you. They do it online. If you're with someone like, say, oh, Bullguard, which is the one we use, you'll get a 25% revenue share, even though they didn't come into your premises and purchase it, you'll still get the funds and you haven't had to do anything. You haven't had to sell it. You haven't had to contend with anybody, but you've gotten the business of it. And they may just even come back and visit you because you included the software in with the deal. I'm not saying give the store away by any means, but just sometimes just those little bitty things of including internet security or, or something like that small can can see a, a returning customer. Yep, that's a pretty good tip. I must admit, Bullguard, okay, sorry for dropping names, but Bullguard, we've done pretty well with Bullguard, haven't we, Jen? And, yeah. uh, and our re, um, reoccurring revenue from places like Bullguard, um, well, let's pay for, put it this way, it pays for a nice holiday for the business every year, um, and it adds up every year, it adds up more and more. So, yeah, that's a pretty good tip, that one. Right, on to my tip, so... AMD, right, they've released their new graphics card, 6000 series are out now. Um, not that you can really get hold of one. Uh, seems like an ongoing thing with the industry at the moment. New stock and trying to get older versions uh, is nearly as hard as well. Um, the AMD Radeon graphics cards are on par-ish with the NVIDIA counterparts in gaming, um, but I've seen a few reports where they may not be as good for creators, so for people obviously like video editors, photo editing, and uh, CAD work and stuff like that. But saying that, it's the first time AMD has been sort of on par with NVIDIA for ooh, a long time. It seems probably about seven or eight years in the graphics card, which is also interesting because AMD have sort of on par with Intel as well on the CPU range as well, if not slightly above, depending on what you're doing. Right, first of all, let's just go and say hi to everyone who's saying hi. So uh, we've got Rob Williams saying hi, uh, Marianne saying loud and clear so they can hear us. That's good. Uh, okay. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, Alison's saying hi. So is Peter Whitehouse. And Richard is here as well. And uh, Peter Whitehouse is saying sorry to hear about the COVID issue you have in Jamie. Oh, thank you very much. She's, uh, I'm glad to say she's recovering now and, and is almost back to normal. Good. Well, that's good to know. That's definitely good to know. Right. So... On to the main topic, how to get repeat business. So this show is about how to get customers coming back to you every time they need, well, anything tech-related. So obviously, if they come back to you more or remember who you are, that's more money you've got coming in. And obviously, it should be easier to keep the customer than attracting new customers. Um, obviously, a lot of people spend a lot of marketing and stuff to get new customers, but a lot of time, you just need to get the customers you've got coming back to you over and over again for that reoccurring income. Um, it's quite a way, few things what you can do and so forth. I'll go around everyone in a minute and see what sort of ideals they've got. But the number one thing I would say, obviously, other than being nice to them and stuff like that, that's pretty general <laughs> and so forth. You should be nice to everyone anyway, is staying in touch. So either it's cards at Christmas to your customers, emailing them, social media, Call them when the security is due and stuff like that. Staying in touch is your number one way, or at least on my point of view, of getting your customers to come back to you. Let's pass this on to everyone else. Let's go to Cormac first. Well, what do you think about the subject, Cormac? Have you got any ideas to get your customers coming back to you and spending more money with you? I do, but I'm going to go slightly off topic to begin with, okay? Because I want to talk about something that Jamie just said, and I'll, I'll bring it into topic, okay? And, uh, we can't do that. We can't do that. No, I'll bring it in. Don't worry. Watch me. We're new for this. And by the way, hello, Alison, if you're watching. 
You know something? When I was doing a when I was doing a tech course, okay, um, the other people in the class they were into obviously tech as well. But I was kind of passionate. I, I listened to thirty or forty hours of tech a week and this and that. And they were saying to me one time, they were saying, "Why do you listen to so much podcasts?" You know. I said, I'll tell you something. I could listen to a boring podcast for two hours, but all I need to do is get one tip out of that. One tip, and I'll make money, and I'll do something, you know? And Jamie, Jamie, as Jamie was speaking there about the retail experience, and this is where I'm going to swing into reoccurring business, okay? I'm reoccurring to it. As Jamie, Jamie was speaking, I was taking notes there, and I was going, he's right, that's genius, you know? When people come out of this tin, they're going to want the shopping experience, all right? Now, I have a new office up here. It's a home and off office, but there's loads of space, all right? I have um, converted a double bedroom. And I have it all laid out, and it's going to be, it's you know, in pieces. But I, I, one of the things I was going to do was get a carpenter in to make a lovely workbench and the whole ads and a selling bench for the laptops, okay? But I, as Jamie was speaking, I just accelerated that. I was like, I'm ringing him first thing in the morning. I'm getting that space ready it's going to be uh i saw i actually saw i think it's uh, one people in the group i saw Kel- is a celtic computers they done up there their place really nice you know and i said i'm gonna do it a bit like that and so the experience for when i'm selling the refurbished laptops okay i know that there's going to be couples at home or you know people with their wanting to bring their teenage children down or something and we'll kind of go know something our same com- computers we can go and view we can view, go and view their computers their computers and you know everyone knows everyone's experienced the same things people are getting bored senseless during the day they have nothing to do they have nothing to do even boyfriend girlfriend i'm not being smart would be quite happy to come down and pick out a new laptop so that tip there is 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 what i'm after getting out of that you know and that in itself will bring recurring recurring business because we have a th- we have a chance now we're, we're we're gifted in this business we have a, a chance to really push this shop local. And when we were, when we were like, when on, a, on recurring business there, we send out a mass email, uh, a bulk email. I very seldom out. I send it out for synchro, okay? You won't, I, maybe I'll do it every three, four months. You won't get any acknowledgement. I sent out uh, a bulk e- e- email about laptops there recently, but I had shop local at the at the top of it. Shop local, shop local, shop dot hashtag shop local Holton. The amount of emails I got back off people just wish me well and best best of luck. That's I, I don't get you don't get that sort of response from bulk emails. But everyone is rooting for the small business. Everyone is rooting. And we need to capitalize on it. And it's back to him. Phil said about nice. When I started this business a few years back. I my text Steve with it and 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 I said my my mother is is they she lives on with me and they, they my sister sisters and my dad it's locked that's 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 a story for another podcast all right but the situation being is that I saw tradesmen come to the house okay and whenever they saw a woman on their own they would put up their prices okay that's it's, it's a fact people have seen it all around so I said to Steve I said Steve. We're doing this business. We treat every single person like a mother. Everyone. Price-wise, this and that. You don't screw anyone. Now, I go back to my mechanic because I know nothing about cars, but I trust that this guy is doing me well. So that's how you get reoccurring business, by basically treat everyone like a mother. I know it's quite, it's, it's, it's quite cliche, but it, it, it is, you know? Um, now, the other thing that, that, that I do for reoccurring business um. I send out an email once once a year saying you'll get 20% off and this and that. I got rid of that. I'm not giving anyone off. My mechanic doesn't give me anything off and come back. I don't think it might work for other people. Maybe I've worded my email wrong. That's that's it. What I do for recurring business is I have, I, I'm, I'm big on Facebook and Instagram advertising. I advertise and I even advertise a bit more when I'm busy. And I mean, I don't even want any more customers at the moment, but I still, still advertise. Like, why is that? Why is Coca Cola advertising? Why, ooh, we all know Coca Cola, yet they throw so much money. I just keep pounding out the ads, small money 20, 30, 40 quid a week on Facebook. You're, you're being seen by 10,000 people. That's it, you know. So, yeah, that's that's it. And I tell you something, Jamie has given us gold there, and it's up to us to mind that gold. It really does sound like something, <laughs> yeah. 
I'll get that printed on a t-shirt as well because that's cool. <laughs> um, Richard Creedy just pointed out the obvious to us about being honest. And I think that you'll find that our customer base, the small business uh, customer base, really appreciates honesty over FAF any day and down to earth over the big technical jargon. You make so much difference in their buying experience when you don't do the, oh, it's got eight gigabytes of RAM and a terabyte hard drive and blah, blah, blah. Just tell them, yes, it will play Candy Crush Saga and you won't have any problems. That's all she wants to know. That's all he wants to know. Everybody's happy. Keep it on terms that they can understand because when you blow their mind with science, they're going to lose interest. Yeah, some good points there. Uh, also, uh, wave to the PC surgeon, JBMIT. I think he might be a first-time viewer. I don't recall seeing them before on there. Sorry if you have, but uh, there we go. Right, let's go on to Ian. Have you got any advice or any information what you'd like to share about getting reoccurring customers? I think I think a lot of it is, is echoing um, some of the points that have been made by Cormie, but my big thing is transparency and honesty. Um, and I always am honest with my customers regards to pricing. The price I quote is the price that they will pay. There's no hidden extras. And I think the most important thing is service. Giving people good, reliable and honest service is how I get a lot of my repeat business and also a lot of referrals. Um, obviously, I can always do with more because you always want more business, but then again, I am part-time. But um, I think being transparent and being honest, and I also think what helps as well is when I get phone calls from from people that ask me for advice over the phone, and how do I do this or how do I do that? Like a guy did today, actually, about a tablet. How do I get my Google search bar back? I told him how to do it over the phone. Yes, I didn't charge him. I didn't make any money, but it was five minutes of my time. But when I've done that in the past, two or three months later, that person will come back to me and say, you helped me out with an issue before. I'm now after a laptop or I'm now after a desktop. And you, you, you can get a lot of business that way, just by giving people a little bit of your time, giving them a little tip that, that doesn't cost you anything really. But some people say, I'll bring it into my shop and I'll charge you 50 quid for it. But just doing over the phone for five, ten minutes, you know, and I find that that will make you loads of money back in the future. And also, when you give them that service in the future as well, and they're buying good products from you, um, they're going to come back time and time again. Um, when you hope. So I think being not the cheapest as well, and just telling telling people upfront what the price is, what your charges are, what you're going to do, um, and say and do what you say you're going to do, speak volumes, just being honest. And just don't, and I think uh, call me, uh, hit, hit the nail on the head, treat every single person the same. And that's exactly what I do. I don't please anyone just because they're, uh, you know, female or different creed or anything. Just treat everybody as a customer, you know, and be nice to everybody. Yeah, that's uh, I'm going to say Marion in chat saying pretty much the same things. She's saying 100% agree with honesty being the most, so important. I've had customers comment before about how they appreciate my honesty, and I think uh, that the, that it really helps. So, yeah, being honest with a customer, that, obviously that, that should be like one of those things everyone should do anyway, so you shouldn't have to really explain it. But I think sometimes we do is um, <laughs> some customers – or sorry, should I say some resellers and shops do not always um, be 100% honest and um, they try and get a few quid here and there. But actually being honest and probably losing a sale here and there actually will make you more in the future. Mm. I can see Jenny sticking her hand up saying she wants to say something. What do you want to say, Jen? Um, a lot of times you'll get the caller that they will give you a, a full set of problems on the telephone. And it's wonderful when you can sort it on the telephone. But I get so many that their issues are similar to so many other things that it could be. And I'll tell them straight up, I'd hate to guess on a telephone and tell you wrong. 
if you'll drop in, I charge 20 pounds for diagnostics. I tell them this in the phone call. I charge 20 pounds for diagnostics. If you want me to fix it, I'll give you a quote. And if you want it fixing, it will not be 20 pounds on top. It'll be the fixed fee of what we agree to. If you don't want it fixing, it's 20 pounds for my time. Most of the time, people are good with that. You know, I'll even tell them if it's worth fixing or not. A lot of people won't do that. If it's a a seven, eight-year-old laptop and it's going to cost 110 pounds to repair, I'll tell them. You know, I, I wouldn't sink that much money into it. You know, I wouldn't go over 50 quid, you know, with this age laptop. And they appreciate it. You you, you may have lost a then moneymaker, but these are the people that are going to appreciate that honesty. They may come back to you and buy a new one, refurbished one, whatever, but they do respect your honesty and because yeah, it's all about customer service and honesty and transparency all in one. Yeah, yeah. Well that's good. Um, Alison Cook um, says 100% um, Ian, as in 100% agree. Richard Creedy says, I agree with that, Ian, although wife says you wouldn't phone a plumber and ask him how to fix the washing machine. Um, and that, is the, that is one of the things in our industry we do get a lot of, which you probably don't get in a lot of other industries, is people want help and advice and know how to do something. Um, for example, you wouldn't go around the uh, mechanic and ask him, uh, how do you do an oil change on your car or whatever? It's one of those things is uh, um, with the tech industry, there's some reason people think they need to ask you a question and get everything for free but obviously giving advice can obviously give you more business in the future so obviously say no to everything just depends on obviously the degree but one thing to bear in mind if it's anything you're giving advice about um if it's anything what could potentially break you've got to watch out um because obviously then they may stop blaming you that you told them to do something and something's broken or whatever and then you're you're to blame and then you'll have to fix it for free or whatever um so right let's go on to ben next so ben have you got any tips or advice regarding the topic yeah um i totally agree what was said about being honest that's number one for sure um my main thing is build up a rapport with your customers it's it's great that you've got the knowledge about what you're doing and you can fix the computers for them, but build up a rapport. I, I tend to sort of side more towards the sort of uh, laid back attitude with people. Um, I'm not hard nosed. I can't be hard nosed. And um, people see that, they see my character. Customers tell me my character's shining through. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> um, yeah, have a bit of rapport, have a bit of banter with folk, you know? Mm-hmm. And people appreciate it, you know? Yeah, but also do a good job as well, obviously. Yeah, um, some, especially at the moment when you're on the phone and finding that people, some people haven't actually spoken to anyone for ages, so they do like a bit of a chat and so forth. So um, that's a good point. Yeah, and I think the other thing is as well, because it happens to us all, if you make a mistake or something goes wrong, just, again, I want to say, I think hold your hands up to it and try and sort of compensate for the mistake if you like. It's like send them a better product or something like that, you know? Yeah, that's good. And again, that's to do with obviously being honest and showing that you're uh, actually doing what you should be doing and so forth, rather than getting them back and saying it's fixed, knowing too well that the thing doesn't work or whatever. That's definitely a good point there. Right, let's go on to Jamie. It might be good for you, Jamie, just to give people a a slight rundown of who exactly you are and what you've done in the past and so forth. So they've got a bit more info rather than it's just Jamie at Tender. Well, I can't admit to everything that I've done in the past, Phil. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is live. Uh, look, um, so, so, so I'm commercial director for uh, to Tender for uh, Europe. Um, I've been in the tech industry 25 years now, um, uh, right from from being a boy, pretty much at 16 years old. Um, and look, although I um, am not the owner of a 
tech business right now as a reseller or a retailer or as an onliner. Um, I did run my own businesses for 15 years as well. So I, I hope my input is perhaps a little bit more generalized than 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 uh, some of the input we've we've had already. But you know what? I'm a great believer that Firstly, business is business, and secondly, that people are people, um, and it doesn't matter uh, whether what type of business you're in, or even to a degree what type of product you're in. I think though, you know, the same rough rules apply. You know, there's just uh, some some different application of of, of, of the rules. I mean, the, the the first thing I would say. Um, Again, I was talking about the isolation thing and the, and the, and the whole lockdown. Um, but, you know, we are seeing technology right now as, as being very consciously more important to people's lives than it's ever been, you know, in terms of staying in, in touch with uh, family and friends, in terms of working, actually, the ability to keep your job and work from work from home, and, and the ability to stave off uh, the dreaded boredom, you know, with with uh, you know our video streaming and and gaming and and all all these things, I don't think that your average person has ever been more aware than they are today. Let's take my mum. My mum has never been more aware today of the impact that technology and that connectivity that she gets from from it has has in her life than than um, than she does today. And she knows nothing about technology. So, how? Firstly, um, I, I think this industry is doing an extremely important job, uh, and we we have to recognise that and that the advice that we give and the products and the services that we're providing to our customers is 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 important to society not just to mrs jones down down the street right now um and and to, and for us all to have pride in that as an industry in terms of how do we get customers to to return the easy thing always in business is to say price be the cheapest and it and it's absolute rubbish in my opinion. It, it genuinely is because people aren't looking for price, the best price. They're looking for value, right? They want to know whether you're a business purchasing IT equipment for your business or whether you're an end user that is buying a laptop or a new set of headphones or whatever it might be. You know, we want to know that we've got a decent deal. It doesn't have to be the cheapest. We want to know that it's a fair deal, right? That's in the essence of, of all of us. And in my opinion, this isn't based on any sort of research, but I would say that that equates to, for all of us, whatever we're buying, probably somewhere in the region of 60 to 70% of our buying decision is, am I, am I getting value? Am I being treated fairly from a commercial perspective? But um, that's only 60 or 70%. So, you know, as a consumer or a buyer, I might have five, six, seven, ten different options to me that all give the same perceived value. Um, so what, when do I make, how do I make the rest of my decision? Um, well, secondly, how well does it solve my problem? Because particularly in the tech industry, that's what we're looking for. I have an issue or I have an aspiration. So an issue, you know, it might be my Wi-Fi has gone down. I'm going to use that as an example because I live in the world of networking and Wi-Fi. I need that fix, and but I need that fix in a way that uh, it improves my Wi-Fi. So I'm buying for a problem and I'm buying for, for an aspiration. I want, I want to upgrade that experience. So I think for me, that's the, the, the next step. After that comes the other things of which some of some of these things have been mentioned already. Now I've heard on the word honesty used about five or six times already, and even prior to starting today's um, session, I, I wrote down two words, 
And for me, honesty translates into trust. Okay, if the customer if the customer trusts you, and for me, honest being honest and the trust, so they're basically part of the same equation. There, if you're honest, you create trust. Um, then the customer will come back to you as long as your value and your ability to solve the problem is still there. The trust is that additional element that swings the sale. Say, I want to, I want to go back to purchase from that place. And the, and then the final piece that that came in that 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 Ben very much touched on is relationship. Whether we're buying for a business, whether we're a CEO, IT director, or again, Mrs. Jones down the street, we're human beings. And the final piece is we want to buy from people that we like. You know, we, we do. You know, we want to give that business because we, we, we like someone. I go to my car mechanic, as Cormac gave that example as well, because I trust, trust him and I like him. You know, I could I could maybe shop around for cheaper prices, but I know that I get the value, the trust, and from from that car mechanic, and he's going to do a good job. Be honest with me, and and um, solve my problem. And then the very final thing, really, just purely uh, from a more offer perspective, is is maybe offering sort of loyalty bonuses. that can go everything from your classic Starbucks-esque cards. I've been in X amount of time, so therefore I get a free X afterwards. But the right way through, I'm seeing it more and more with I've purchased something and then I might get an offer that says, like, I bought a new guitar, right, prior to lockdown. The local guitar shop has said, when I come in next time, I can get, 10% up to the as long as it's over the value of x off my next purchase so again i'm like when i want to buy something you know i'm thinking well i'm already going to get 10% off just because i'm a returning customer so there's that 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 way of, of bringing people back as well well Phil, I think you're on mute there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, definitely some of the good advice there, Jamie. I'm going to say you've definitely got a lot of experience in the selling field. Let's put it that way by the sounds of it. Just go with um, what a few people have said in the comments. Alison Cook, obviously, this is uh, related to Jamie. She's saying value. Obviously, yeah, given value rather than uh, cheap or, uh, or whatever, is people want something to make it feel like make it feel like it's they've got it from cheaper than it's worth in a way by having chucking in something like free security or a free service free home setup or maybe even a service in a year's time if it's a new computer or something like that and just give make them feel like they're getting something extra out of it and there's plenty of things you can do uh, regarding that um peter whitehouse uh if you have a shop make sure you have a decent selection of consumables like inks and paper etc these items keeps bringing customers back into your store once you have them your store um you're poised to sell them more and new computer and repair and so forth which is a good point because for example we only sell in our store me and jen uh, Epson printers, um, mainly because we tend to find we've had the best experience out of them. Don't get me wrong, you'll always get those sort of say, oh, Epson's rubbish, I need to buy HP, well, maybe not HP, Canon, um, something like that. Uh, but the good thing about that is, is we sell all the inks for Epson. So that means if we sell them a printer, they're going to keep coming back over and over again for ink and paper uh, we don't tend to do photo paper anymore used to we just found that the market on that's just dropped out um but some places may um chris langley i won't say the exactly what he said but i'll say beep missed it again so he's just tuned in halfway through the show um no like trust is from allison uh, let's have a quick look what marion rhodes is saying uh what has got customers returning to me is that I've been ensuring uh, they know what other skills and services I can offer. Throughout lockdown, my business has diversified massively. And when consumers have uh, done work, sorry, 
And when customers I've done work for in the past, um, sorry, it's glitching out of me on this. This is because the comment's too long to fit on the chat window. She's basically saying diversify basically what you're doing. Um, we've also got Sonia at Target uh, asking, is that an air guitar, Jamie? <laughs> no, it's a real one, Sonia. It's a real one. I've, I'm not doing it live on the Facebook stream, though. Sorry. Yeah, you'll we... never live that down, Jamie, ever. For right. those who saw it, you'll never live that one down. It's not about <laughs> living it down. It's my proudest moment, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see um, videos of Jamie doing air guitars, we do have some on YouTube, just to let anyone know if you want to know what we're on about. Uh, we've also, um, just to let um, people know, we've also got videos of Sonia on um, YouTube as well, but I won't go too much into her singing. Um, but a few people here are laughing already, so I'm guessing they know. She's probably going to log out of the live stream now. Um, right, so some some more of the tips I'll give you for getting customers back is one thing I always do is assume that the customer won't remember you because in some cases it may be years gone by, especially if you're a home tech or something like that and you don't have a store and you basically go to them and do repairs at the house or um, over the phone or obviously remote and so forth. They may not remember who worked for them in the past. If possible, obviously, if you're working on the machines in person, you can put stickers and different things like that on their machines to get them returning. So, for example, we've got little stickers we put on every laptop we repair sell and the same with pcs what's got our name and our phone number so the customer remembers where they got it from and even if it gets sold some um, second hand to somewhere after a few years they know where it's come from as well so they don't have to worry about something remembering oh who was that guy who repaired our computer three years ago well the sticker's right on the computer so they know who you are does anyone else have any more comments um, regarding uh, this subject? Anything else I'd like to add in? Bill, can I just ask you, whereabouts do you put your stickers? Uh, it depends on the device. Um, obviously, we don't do phones and tablets, so obviously we don't have to worry about that one. Um, but if we're at people's houses, um, it's either usually on the laptop, it's usually on the bottom in most cases. Um, Sometimes if they sit at a desk, it might be actually on the desk front or on a printer or something like that. Obviously, you've got the chance they may chuck the printer away and get a new one, uh, but it's better than nothing. Um, and if it's a desktop, we generally stick them on, on the top. Or if it's a brand new one, we've got like a special triangle, one that looks really cool, which we stick on the front. My, my favourite place to put on a new laptop bought from us, built from us, is in the lower uh, left-hand corner because usually in the lower right-hand corner, you've got this, uh, that that's the area where the specifications and all that hoo-ha is all occupied. So I usually go down to the, the lower uh, left-hand corner and, and, and do that. And it's nice, like you said, it's a triangle that says chips computers and it, it's noticeable when you open it up. It's the first thing your eyes fall on. On the a tower PC, I try and go almost to the bottom, but not quite on the front panel. Center it up there, like above where, let's just say, if it's a Cooler Master case, about an inch below their logo on the front. Yeah. And it just makes it nice. And neat, and it also helps you line up your your sticker as well to have to have that uh, there. So it's it's a little cheat code. Yeah, yeah, that's some um, some good advice. Um, Marion says leave a link uh, to your website on the desktop. Yeah, that's something we also do um, generally on most machines, especially on new ones. Not only just have a link to it, as in like a, a shortcut to the web page, we actually put it on the desktop background. Yeah, a lot of people change them, but you'd be surprised a lot of people don't change the background. So at the bottom, top right, we have basically have the Windows normal background and we've just basically edited it and put our phone number and web address at the top right-hand corner with our logo so people know where basically the machine 
machines come from. Obviously, that only works if the machine physically starts. Uh, obviously, <laughs> then they're going to be struggling. Um, but yeah, that is a good point, Marion. Um, also, Peter says he puts stickers on the bottom of repairs and systems with our details. Uh, new ones we sell have our logo stickers on them as well. So very similar to what we do. Um, Richard Creedy says fridge magnets can be better than stickers. Well, well, yeah, I suppose everyone's got a fridge. I was going to say it would only be handy if you've got a fridge, but I suppose everyone these days has has got a fridge. Um, but obviously, fridge stickers obviously can um, stick on the side of most cases as well because obviously they are metal, um, apart from some of the really cheap ones, which are more plastic than metal. Um, and Peter says we do similar on laptop armrests or opposite the Intel uh uh, platform branding sticker as well, as in that's where he uh, puts the stickers. Um, right. Anyone else got anything else you would like to add in? I just, I, I'd be thinking there that what I, I don't know, one of us said, or was it the person who, uh, who who came in from the chat? Diversifying is 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 interesting in the sense that, um, you know, what they, well, SSDs are kind of a double-edged sword. Well, it's brilliant, actually, to be honest. We're all making money off SSD upgrades. But it's interesting. There's going to be less customers coming back to uh, for store computers. Thankfully, Windows updates seems to be solving that problem. But I know I know myself, I'm after diversifying into, into you know, giving uh, consultancy advice. You know, that's what I'm, I'm diversifying into as well, it be it social media. Are being saying, yeah, bring us into the company. We can do more than 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 your computers. We can advise you on basically tell them not to make a tech decision without us, and we'll advise you on you know everything from getting the signatures right in their emails, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, and just to make them look class right across the board. Um. So yeah, I think with, with the recurring customers, we have to be careful that you know people coming back from slow computers every year, you know. It's not going to be happening um, with with SSDs. I don't think it's going to be happening anyway. So I think we're going to have to watch out for that when it comes to recurring recurring things. Um, that's what I, my opinion is on it. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to say that everyone who was viewing didn't see them. If you want to hold your stickers up um, here, Cole. Oh yes, I just happen to have them there. You know, yeah. just always on hand. And oh, I got uh, these are the the stickers. We put on uh, every laptop. I didn't get them off just to print for uh, for uh, cheap twenty quid needs less. But anyway, that I put them on every single laptop that goes out. Um, basically, um, I put them anywhere. That's but you know you get you get you get sheets of them for I don't know thirty twenty or thirty quid for like five six hundred of them. You're you're away with it, you know. Yeah, they are they are pretty um, cheap stickers. I'm going to say I must admit we've we've got loads for very little. There's usually supply, I think there's a place called is it Sticker Mule? I think it's one. They're pretty cheap. Um, mm-hmm. We're always getting emails from them. I think the last lot we tried from them, and they put them send them you on the rolls and so forth. And the, yeah, they were pretty good value. We still uh, have three or four rolls floating about. Yeah, uh, Peter's asked, "Do do I not have a fridge fill?" Um, the answer to that, as I've put in chat, is uh, yeah, but it's a wooden plastic front on it, so because it's a fitted kitchen, unfortunately, so uh, fridge magnets don't work on it. Um, so there we go. I'm um, sorry, I'm the subject of stickers. There, I just bought a roll of um, of Amazon of uh, sanitized stickers, uh, so you can put them on the the laptop. So these ones peel off quite easy. So we're going to wrap them in either bubble bags or or something like that, and then put sanitized on them. It will give people peace of mind. Um, it's also, you know, let's be honest, it's a selling point um, at, at this stage now, you know. So um, that's a very good idea, Carmack. Um, we do something similar. We have some clear bags that we put them uh, the laptops in after we've worked on them. And then we, what we do is we clean it up. We'll take the screen. We'll clean that. We'll clean all the service uh, surface, <laughs> and um, just give it a real good wipe down. And then we sanitize it with um, some uh, solution and put it in the bag with the report, seal it up. 
but I like that idea about the sanitized sticker. And I may invest in some of that. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I'll send send you the link there. I I, I forgot they were cheap, you know. Yeah, that's a good idea, that one. I'd like to have a look at that as well. So that's pretty good. Um, A few other ideas I've got written down here um, is stuff like, obviously, recurring as in things like maintenance contracts and stuff like that if you sell them to people obviously it's a constant income you've got so if you're charging them i don't know what you're charging your local areas and so forth but let's say just say 15 20 pounds a month or whatever it may be for which would include something like security remote support maybe call out or not you could always add an extra or a discount on that if you wanted Um, But that would cover all their labor needs and stuff like that. We sell lots of maintenance contracts. And to be honest with you, we we could pretty much close the store um, because the amount of work we get from the maintenance contracts now is quite a lot. Not that we would close the store, but um, it could, it basically pays for all our bills. So for example, at the moment, when the store is closed, um, because of COVID and everything like that, we have still got money coming in because um, the customers are paying us on a monthly basis. Um, another thing to mention would be doing, obviously, incentives like Jamie said, like discount store cards and stuff like that. There's plenty of ideas. For example, on consumable inks, you could say once you bought 10, you get one free or something like that, your little stamp card or something along that line. Um, that can work as well. Um, But also make it easy for customers to reach you. One of the things I do with the call-out customers is I give them my mobile number, um, which, to be honest, we'd pretty much give to any customer anyway. But we basically say to them, it's basically say, right, this is just for our current customers to use, so you've basically got priority to contact us. So that makes them feel a little bit special because they've got the special phone number that no one else has got on, for example, our website and stuff like that. Obviously, it's not my personal mobile, so they won't be ringing me on a Sunday or anything and so forth. But uh, uh, that's one of the things. And another thing I've got on the list is show your appreciation. So sometimes just sending a thank you card. Uh, Include some business cards and stickers inside there as well, um, which would be good. Um, So that's something you could include uh, obviously you just post it out to the customer if you've been around there or whatever obviously not if it's a really small job but if they've had like a new pc or laptop or whatever it doesn't cost you much to send a card out these days well i know we're all royal mail just keep putting the prices up but for a two or three quid you can post it out with some stickers and a business card in and it allows a customer to sort of think, oh, they're actually uh, thinking about us or whatever. Or you could even send it out after a year when the machines are um, due a service or something like that, just as a, a hint, a bit like uh, vets send uh, cards out and stuff for your pets and stuff and say, oh, your dog or cat's due a jab or something like that. That's something you can do. Has anyone else got anything they would like to comment with or add in before I go back to chat? It was um, uh, one other thing I'd like to add in, uh, Phil, because I was I was just remembering a particular situation I had not too long ago. Is um, like giving your customers confidence that they can actually get the product that they want, like there and then. Because <laughs> I had a situation recently where we were going to take my son out on his bike. Uh, he hadn't used it for a while, um, and we realised it was far too small. But we wanted to, it was a nice day. We wanted to go out there and then and get him a new bike. So I went down to a well-known, very well-known uh, national but local uh, bike and car retailer. Um, found a bike. He tried it around the store, cycled around, tried another one. Tried, anyway, he decided on the one he wanted. Brilliant. I walked up to the counter. We want to take this bike, please. Oh, sorry, we haven't got any of those in stock. Uh, what do you mean you haven't got any in stock? You're a retailer. I mean, by its very by your very essence, you're servicing a local market. People are coming in to the you know to buy it now. Oh, we don't have any in stock. It's okay. So I, I said, look, it's okay. I'll just buy the one that's on display. No, not allowed to sell you that one. So how so how do I get this product then? Well, you order it online, and it'll arrive in about five days. So what's they the didn't point? offer to, to order it for you? 
So I'm like, what is the point of you even being here? You know, I might as well just order from an onliner. I wanted to walk into that business because they're local to me that day to solve, to buy a particular product that I needed right there and right then. Uh, and they couldn't, they couldn't achieve that. So I think, and I will never, ever go to that store ever again because it was a complete waste of time. So I'm just, as an example that, that sprang to mind, is making sure that, you know, your customer can walk into store and, and, and get a solution to a product that they're looking for there, there and then. Gosh, if I don't have it in stock, and mind you, it's a small store. I can't stock everything in the world in that one store, and nor would I try. Um, I will offer there and then I said uh, to get it ordered in for them. Most yeah. things I can get next day. Uh, I so I would at least try that. I don't think anybody would expect any store to stock everything in their field. But what I'm saying is, you know, my point here was you should at least have certainly the basics of what customers are going to want to order. If you walk into a bike store and they can't sell you a single bike because <laughs> it's got to be ordered online. Yeah, There's um, something wrong in that yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's totally true. Um, one thing what Richard Creed has said is always good to do is give two cards to customers who ask one for them, one for a friend. Um, so, yeah, that's always good. And to tie on with that is when people actually um, offer to give you a tip, that's if they do, that's if you're really good at your job, you might actually get offered now and again. Um, rather than accepting the tip, give them an extra business card and say, we'd more appreciate if you give this this business card to one of your friends or family um, so they could contact us in the future. Yep. Um, Christmas gifts. Um, this is from Rick, uh, sorry, Rob Williams. Uh, we send chocolates to every uh, contract customer uh, every December. Where do I sign up, Rob? Um, okay, but yeah, so that's an idea. You can send out stuff to customers, chocolates, potentially alcohol, whatever. Um, it does happen, it doesn't have to be the customer always gives it you, you can always give the customer something extra. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Peter Whitehouse basically uh, says, Yeah, totally. This to Richard, um, regarding the two business cards, um. Yeah, Alison, that's a good one. Or instead of the tip, ask them for a review instead. So Google, Facebook, wherever, Yell, if anyone actually does use Yell these days. Um, but Google and Facebook do seem to be the biggest ones. And um, if you're really into it, you've got Bing as well. I don't know, I remember the last time I used Bing, but I'm presuming they've got a review system up and running somewhere. Um, so, yeah, so that's some of the comments there. So has anyone else got anything else? to throw in there anything you do I'll, I'll wind down with saying two things and I was telling you about it the other day people remember you for two reasons usually one if you do everything great and you make a good impression and the other is if you do it bad and you make a bad impression that's the two most common reasons for being remembered and you want to make sure that you do it good. That's true. And you'll probably stand out more if you did something bad than if you did something good as well. And there's more chance people are going to pass on your name if you do something bad than good, because generally with people like leaving reviews online, it's usually more people leave the negative reviews than the positive in most cases um, because they want to stand out or whatever. Um, but well, we've got pretty good reviews, but uh, um, they can be a bit harsh sometimes reviews and stuff like that. Right, does anyone in chat have anything else they want to add in before I end it tonight? Does anyone, Ben, Ian, Cormac, have anything else you want to add? No, I'm, I'm done. No, I'm You're all spent up, are you? It looks like chat's pretty much quiet, so... It looks like that's probably it for tonight then. So I would like to thank Cormac, Ian, Ben, Jamie, Jenny, and obviously I thank myself as well. I don't know why I listed myself on that list, but uh, for joining today. 
Um, if you are an independent trader, store owner, MSP, tech, vendor, or distributor, you can find out more information about TechTechs at techtotechs.co.uk forward slash join. Join over 1,000 members just like you that can give you free business advice as well as tech advice. And did I say it's totally free to join with no membership fees or costs to you. Make sure when you go to the website uh, and you click join as in the Facebook group, you do fill in the questions. If you don't fill in the questions, you don't get in. It's as simple as that. And we get lots of people who want to join Tech for Techs. They never fill in the questions like what the business name is, what the web address is and stuff like that. They just press join and never fill anything else in, even though some cases I do know they are genuine people. But if you don't answer those questions, we won't let you in. It's not for marketing or anything like that. It's just that we know uh, who's who. And if there's any questions related to your business, uh, we can send them your way. Um, so otherwise, I'd like to say thank you for watching and thanks for supporting local independent business.